So one of my listeners had a request for me. They wanted me to ask more questions about how the pandemic has affected live bands and if it's affected them. Have you guys been derailed by that at all? Um, COVID hurt. Missouri musicians, then and now. I've got Tony Yates from Altercation on the line. Tony. How's it going? Hey, great. How are you? We're good, man. We're good. Uh, we're uh, finishing the season strong. Tour season's just about up. So, uh, you know, man, we're traveling all, all over the place, playing some music, having a great time. So I uh, thought we'd get on the line with you and, uh, you know, do our thing. I'm really glad you reached out to me. Where are you from? Uh, we're from uh, down in Rolla. Um, we kind of play all over the place. Rolla, Salem, Herman, um, the lake area. Uh, Lebanon's coming up. We're just, we're just kind of scattered out. Owensville. Uh, we all live here, but, man, we cover a pretty good area. I'd say. I talk to a lot of bands that are from the Herman kind of area, so there must be a bustling scene down there. It is. Um, it's uh, it's pretty seasonal, but um, man, that's like it. It's a real small town, but uh, they have got a crazy scene there in the uh, summertime. There's golly, I don't know, six, seven, eight, ten uh, wineries there, and uh, they do a lot of uh, like a bachelorette party type things. A lot of tourist people come, and man, it's just crazy. I mean, it's a blast. It's fun. People are great. Uh, they got these trolleys that go from winery to winery, and um, if you can get hooked up with uh, one of those wineries and get in there, it's just a blast. Um, we're actually playing at the piano bar there, and um, as an opening act for the uh, dueling piano show. And man, if you can come and check that out, it is a blast. Wow, a piano bar? Yeah. I think I yeah, ate I at a restaurant that had a piano player once, and, and that was pretty high class for me. Oh, man. If you've never seen a dueling piano show, it is it. They um, they got uh, one guy on one piano and an, a guy on one that faces him, and uh, they just kind of like rock out to whatever the audience wants to hear. They throw uh, money at them, and uh, they just kind of wing it. And it's really good. And uh, so we play up there before them. We just uh, come in and kind of just, you know, get the crowd rocked up and ready to roll with them. So it's a great time. That's fun. That sounds like a blast. Tell me about the band. Like, you guys got a lot of different uh, elements to your band, like with multiple singers and some some keyboards and stuff like that. Is that right? That is correct. Uh, We're four-piece. And, uh, man, we got... uh, we got a guy named Eric uh, Warfield who plays lead, and this guy is phenomenal. I mean, he's just one of those guys that just every single song, every single time he plays, he just hears it and just makes it look effort. Just the effort is like just just oozes from him. I mean, the guy is just phenomenal. He, uh, he's sitting guy. right next to you, isn't he? No, actually, he's with us tonight. <laughs> just checking. But, uh, and uh, he can sing, and his harmony is just unbelievable, man. The guy is just, he just oozes music. He's phenomenal. Uh, the drummer, uh, Gary O'Day, the guy is a human metronome, man. Just, I mean, everything is dead on, set the tempo, and it's rock solid. Every single song, every single time, tell him, hey, man, we're going to play you know, 70 beats a minute or whatever. 
It's just like setting a tech-up metric. Wow. The guy's phenomenal. Sings harmony, too. Some lead on uh, probably close to a quarter of the songs. Just And just, he's just, I mean, there's just nothing else to say. The guy's phenomenal. And then um, Bill White. I don't even know what to say about Bill. He plays keyboard. He plays rhythm. He plays lead. He plays harmonica. He plays banjo. He plays fiddle. Whatever. I mean, it's just, I've never seen nothing like it. Plays guitar with one hand, keyboard with with the wow. other. <laughs> I've never seen nothing like this guy, man. He just, and just, hey, man, uh, hey, have you ever heard the song, you know, whatever? He'll say, yeah, I might have heard it a time or two, and just kicks it off, and he's phenomenal. I mean, sings lead on probably 30%, 35%, 40%, somewhere right or, around there. Uh, never misses a beat. Um, I just, uh, I look at him every time we play together, I just look at him like, man, where did you come from? <laughs> the guy's phenomenal. So, and then I play bass and I sing, um, while the other, whatever percent's left, 30, 40%, whatever. So, but it's just, it's just the thing that makes it work is everybody's there to have fun. It it's never like been it. about the money and it never will be. We all have really good jobs. So we just get together and play. And just just have a good time, man. And it is, it's just, it, it's the best therapy you could ever be a part of. Just four guys hanging out and just playing music because it's fun to play. So you said you have you all have good jobs and stuff. So what is the key to being so busy and so successful in a band while you have a day job like that? Um, you know, I think it's just um, well. When we started, let's see, we started this deal in uh, 2015. And right off the bat, one of the founding things was, was family would always come first. And so over the years, there's been a lot of gigs that that we could have played that we didn't. Somebody was gone. Um, somebody was busy. Uh, one of our family members had something going on. And so we just didn't do it. And I think that alleviated a lot of stress and a lot of pressure that, hey, I have to choose type thing. And without that pressure, and but if you can just pick up the phone and say, hey, man, my kids you know, got something going on. Yeah, dude, we just won't play it. And there's no pressure. There's no hard feelings. There's, there's none of that. It's just, hey, man, whenever we can play, we're going to play. And whenever we can't, we won't. And whenever we want to practice, we'll practice. And whenever we can't or don't want to, we won't. And I think that that's just kind of what's been the glue that's just kind of held it all together. You know? You're the, actually the, the second person I've heard that from. Um, in my interview with No Wake, uh, he said the same thing. Uh, Mark Kemker said the same thing. And I would imagine that that's 100% true because then you guys will garner more support from your families and friends because you – have your priorities straight, so to speak. That's exactly what it is. And that's, like I said, that was one of the founding deals is, is that it's got to be everybody's in or everybody's out, you know? And, um, and with that comes, you know, um, I've still got kids at home. Bill's still got kids at home. And so those, you know, it's just a big deal whenever you can just, whatever you can be so honest with your friends and hey man this is what's going on in my life and you know i can't practice for two weeks and if you want to get somebody else nope 
nope, absolutely not. We'll just we'll just wait. That's and so cool. it's 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 kind of been the whole secret to success over all the years. Those first probably a couple of years starting out pretty slow. But man, we are jam packed. Every single weekend there was one weekend at the lake where we played four hours, turned around, drove down the street thirty minutes and played four more hours. Wow. Just because it's just yeah, it's just it, it's just fun. And that's always been the big deal is just have fun. So have you had any lineup changes since you started in 2015? We have. Um, funny. <laughs> I'll tell a real quick uh, background story about how we got our name. So there was four of us. And, uh, well, let me back that up. There was two guys. And then they added uh, a third guy who didn't work out. And so then they were back to two. So I answered a Craigslist ad for a band that a working band that needed a drummer or a uh, bass uh, player. So I walk in and here's Bill and Gary and one the other guy. So there was now four of us and the band was kind of already established tight thing. We've practiced three or four months, went to the first gig. It didn't work out real well. So um, kind of had a little bit of a spat with the guy who had founded the band. And so uh, Gary and I and Bill met the day after the gig and we were like man that was kind of a disaster um and it really would have been that bad except we had this altercation with the <laughs> founder guy that's where the name came from uh-huh. and so uh so the three of us just kind of sat and we went through uh some people looking for the right guy and then um we had we found a guy who was with us six years and a fantastic guy man i mean he could sing he had the looks a really good guitar player, great guy. And then, uh, you know, he just, uh, family, you know, family just became more than music, which is perfect. I mean, that's how it is supposed to be. Sure. And, uh, you know, so he went on his way and, uh, now we do a uh, three piece and, uh, whenever Eric is available and he's close, then he jumps in and fills in, you know, just fills in the gap and makes it, makes it what it should be. That's you know, awesome. So that's, yeah, that's kind of just how we got to where, you know, to where we are. We morphed and changed when we needed to change. And we're still, we're still rocking strong, man. Yeah, the reason I asked that was to kind of tie in the longevity with the family first philosophy. And, um, and, and you, you beat me to it. I usually ask where the origin of, of band names came from. So I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> sure. and it's kind of a funny story isn't it? <laughs> so you guys play rock blues and country rock blues country um and we've everything from uh the thrills to uh to, yeah to uh uptown funk to uh I, every rock song uh cumbersome yeah. um i mean you name it we're scattered all over the place and uh bill has wrote uh a lot of original music and man it is it is it, it it is hit worthy i mean he has a one song that every time we play that song people come up man we gotta hear it on the radio can we buy it i mean it is, wow it, it is a fantastic song um also i'll send you that okay and, uh, maybe if you can play it somewhere it is fantastic man that's great, great to get that Probably. direct feedback from the people like that. Oh yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. It is just one of those songs where women swoon over it. You know, if Bill was better looking, then uh, they would definitely love the song. But you know, it is what it is. <laughs> so, how, how? What percentage? He is standing next to me. Oh, so. there you go. I knew there was somebody with you. <laughs> so, what percentage of your set list would you say is originals? Oh, we've got uh, probably eight uh, eight songs. So yeah, it's a good little variety. Yeah, Yes, yeah, and then um, we tried to mix it up. Um, oh, I don't know, probably I don't know five, six, seven blue songs, and then uh, you know the rest we do rock country. Try to stay up on uh, modern stuff. You know, if it's if it if it looks like it's gonna last more than two or three months, you know, we put forth the effort to learn it. You know, if it looks like it's going to be one of those songs that everybody loves today and the radio plays it a billion times and plays it out tomorrow, mm-hmm. then we don't really try to mess with it. You know, just because it's a, it's a buttload of work to learn a new song and learn it well. Right. So I want to hear about the best gig that you guys have played. I know you've played best a lot. Best gig we've played. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Dude, we played a lot of them. It was? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Good job, Gary. Uh, a shout-out to one of my friends, uh, Kelly Miller. She owns the Blue Cat Tavern Bar and Grill up at the lake. She's had it about a year. It's a little place, kind of tucked away. If you didn't know where it was, you would never find it. But she has got a gold mine, man. She is super sweet. Her staff is phenomenal. The food is great. And it's a lot of uh, local lake people who who come there and i mean this place is great and we played up there it was uh we've uh played there several times but the one that uh, sticks out was about i think it was two months ago we got up there and played the crowd was great it kind of died off about 9 30 and about 10 o'clock in walks this group of oil field workers from uh texas wow big strong strapping kids and they got these beautiful women with them and this kid walks in, and that night was his 21st birthday. Oh, it's on. He walks in, oh, man, and he goes, we just want to party. And, man, you talk about a blast. I mean, they turned that bar into just <laughs> a party bar. And Kelly was just beside herself. I mean, she just, she just, she fed them. She gave them alcohol. They had a great time, sang along to every single song, stopped the floor, just, it was great, man. I mean, just a blast. And to see some kid turn that night into something that was just personally his was right. just amazing. It was great. And you guys so, were, were a part of that. Oh, yeah. 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 They just, uh, we got him up and he's saying, uh, I don't know what he's saying, some crazy song. And then uh, we got him in the middle of the dance floor and, uh, Bill played a nice happy birthday song and he'd been over a chair and everybody in the bar comes spanked his butt and gave him his 21st. <laughs> his 21st love taps. It was great, man. Just, just a great time. So he had a blast. So, Those are always time. the best gigs when you can really, really connect with the audience like that. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And um, we're really good about uh, Bill's probably the king of just uh, making up lyrics. <laughs> you know, we'll just be uh, just just playing along some song that everybody knows the words to, and he'll throw in some crazy lyrics, and people just stop and go, "What in the world was that?" 
you know, and it's, it's, it's the humor that probably sets us apart from any other band, you know, just that, Hey man, reach out and, you know, touch somebody, uh, personally, or, um, if they're like, Hey, can you play us a song? You know, it, um, it was my dad's song or, you know, Hey man, uh, my brother's, um, overseas. Uh, can you play something? Yeah, man, we'll play, uh, some gave all or God bless the USA. Just go. those type of things. It just really, that, that uh, just changes from, Hey, where you want to go hear a band into, Hey man, uh, we, we want to go hear somebody who really, who really sees what we need, you know, and, and we're not bragging, but we're good at that. Really good. At it. I'm familiar with that, you know, back in, in my heyday, uh, we had so much humor, uh, in our, uh, in our performance, I guess that we actually lost some opportunities because some venues thought we were a comedy act, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it was just two guys just having fun and, you know, shooting silly puns at each other and, and changing lyrics, like you said. And, and, uh, yeah. it was just fun. And that translates, you know, to the audience and, and they pick up on it and, and, you know, sometimes it doesn't go over well, but, uh, as long as you take the music seriously and, and, and you're not right. just, you know, hammered drunk and, and playing, you know, horribly, I, I think it really enhances the experience to be lighthearted and not, not take yourselves too seriously. Absolutely. That's, uh, that's, that's the things I can say that I know has set us apart from a, a lot of bands. There's, there has never been that whole typical, man, we were so drunk that we couldn't play or, yeah. you know, we've just, you know, we have never had that and never will have that. You know, it, it's just one of those things that, uh, that it's, it's fun and it's, fun. but Whenever people come out to play, they also want to have a good time. And, you know, they don't want to see people stumbling all over and pulling their cords loose from their guitars and dropping drumsticks and, right. you know, you know, just just crazy things like that. I mean, it's fun, but people just, they just don't want to see that. You know, they want to come out, they really want to listen, and they want to hear good music performed good. You want to make them happy so they're the ones staggering around. <laughs> exactly right that's our job (laughs) so speaking of unplugging guitar cables and stuff um i asked you about your best gig um i want to hear like some some war stories like uh, all musicians have those those off nights where nothing went right and stuff i want to hear about that for you guys oh war war stories (laughs) well the ultimate war story is the very first gig with the very first band. Ooh. And, uh, that's the guy who, uh, who, who we split from. And he, uh, we were supposed to play at seven, six thirty. He's not there. Bill calls him up. He's like, uh, Hey man, we play in 30 minutes. He goes, Oh yeah. Was that tonight? And Uh-oh. so, uh, Bill goes down and gets him. He's still in his Batman pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> I got he, some of those. Uh, <laughs> he shows up to the gig <laughs> With this stool to uh, that, that looks like it belongs to a dadgum weight bench. And uh, we help him load all of his crap on the stage. And uh, he's sitting there, like, kind of in like a 40 degree incline position, 
to play his guitar and uh, kind of does his thing. And uh, I'll just be honest, wrong keys and not great words. And, uh, and uh, when it's all said and done, then he gets mad at us because we won't help him pack his stuff and carry it out to the car. And uh, it, it just, it's, it, it started bad. And if every musician had a first gig like that, there would probably be nobody that plays live music. It was horrible, man. Horrible. Yeah, and, and nobody likes to pack up after you're done. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody likes to pack up anybody else's stuff either. Exactly. You know. <laughs> so it, um, that was definitely a battle scar, you know. And then I think every band has those gigs where, where you show up to a brand new bar and the bar owner is mad because you didn't bring 3,000 people with you, Ooh. you know. And, you know, you didn't uh, pack the bar. And, that's uh, rough you know yeah and uh you know we've played bars where there's been 10 people we've they played bars where there's been you know two or three hundred and we've played places where the bar owner was mad because we brought too many people and mad we <laughs> what so, come on so it's just you know man we've too many we've, people too many people didn't have oh. enough staff to handle it oh yeah so it's uh i can't believe I, that that's honestly God's truth. It is. So, yep. Too many people we uh, brought, and uh, they were upset because they couldn't. Uh, they couldn't cook food fast enough and serve drinks fast, oh, fast enough. Oh man! Wanted us to come back. Yeah, wanted us to come back a month later, and we didn't bring anybody with us, and they 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 got mad. Oh. You know, and I'm like, well, you know, gotta kind of take your choice. What do you want? Right. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Missouri Musicians Then and Now podcast. Like us on Facebook and listen to past and current episodes. Let's get back to the conversation. You know, booking gigs is insanely difficult. And I was never the expert with that. But I'm kind of uh, indulging myself um, with this podcast. And I'm asking people kind of about their process. Did you guys put together like a press pack? Or do you have one person that handles it? Or how do you guys go about getting gigs? Okay. It started as word of mouth. I I think as every band does. And then um, it was a little bit slow. Um, so we would uh, we just beat down people's doors and got a few more like that. Now we've got a young lady who does it for us. And uh, she is like a pit bull, man. She is tenacious. <laughs> and so we'll give her a list of bars. Hey, here's, you know, I think I probably do what all bands do. We stalk uh, Facebook pages, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, so, you know, so it's playing here. So it's playing there. I'll look at the videos and see kind of what it looks like. What can, what kind of music they played? I'll make a list, give it to her. And she'll be like, okay. And she'll call them on Monday or go see them on Monday. And follow up throughout the week. And this is the truth. She'll keep at it. Until they either tell her that they're going to book us or leave us alone. <laughs> she is a pit bull, man. And I mean, and she, she, I'll shout out to every single wife and uh, girlfriend. Without them, the band would be nothing. Their support makes it everything that it is. You know, and she is one of those girls that just, she believes in us. She loves us. She loves the music. She's there every single gig. And if you tell her, hey, we want to play here, she'll either come back and say, uh, they told me not to call them no more. 
or she'll say, hey, you guys are booked on whatever day. And that's how it's been. And you can't be successful without that kind of love and, and support from the whole behind-the-scenes thing. You know, she prints flyers, she makes business cards, she calls people, she networks, she talks, whatever it, whatever it, it takes, man, she gets it done. So she's a bulldog. She is. Well, you guys are, are really lucky to have that kind of support and, and that leaves you free to, um, practice or write some stuff or be with your family and stuff like that. So that's awesome. Yes. Yes. I mean, she takes the stress part out of it you know booking gigs is stressful every bar owner wants cheap and every bar owner wants a million piece band with a you know a laser light show and five fog machines and 10 amps and 15 speakers and they want it for 50 bucks all the one you know and then you say no and they end up getting a dj (laughs) exactly and the (laughs) dj comes and plays every hit song that every person wants to dance to Uh and they have a great time you know, but... I need to talk to a DJ. <laughs> Somebody reach out to me, DJs out there. Sorry, Tony, I don't mean to, you know, intrude on, on our conversation, but I, I'm I'm trying to get out of my comfort zone. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yep, yep, I, I, I absolutely. And you know, there's definitely a niche for that. You know, weddings, that that kind of thing. I mean, a live band can't play that kind of dance music you know i mean you know you you know you're just not gonna play you know dr dre and all this crazy electric slide and all this dance music i mean right. you know but on the other hand if you've got a dj you've got one guy playing the same song for the same person for the whole night you know you want to hear this and your buddy wants to hear this and your buddy wants to hear that and is it fun to dance yeah but there's no interaction there's right. no face to face. There's, hey man, play, you know, play that song again. Or, hey man, we'll go, you know, we'll get it 20 bucks to play it again. You know, that type thing. There's, there's no banter. There's no humor. There's none of that stuff, you know? And it's like everything else, you just lose that human to human part of it. And that's what makes live music the best. You know, somebody kicks off the wrong song and the other three guys look at him and go, like, hey man, what was that? You know, just, just those funny things make it make it what it is yeah yeah it, the world definitely is uh needing more human to human interaction yep absolutely man so one of my listeners had a request for me they wanted me to ask more questions about how the pandemic has affected live bands and if it's Ooh. affected them have you guys been That's derailed good. by that at all um covid hurt you know, um, I kind of see it as um, as it changed the world and it made introverts introverts and it made people who who love live music. I think it made them appreciate it more, you know, because they couldn't get out and they, you know, there were so many bars like here. Uh, it was limited. Well, first of all, shoot, a bunch of them were closed. And then it was limited capacity. Then it was limited capacity with masks. Then it was masks. And then it was open. And, you know, and yeah, I mean, COVID changed everything. And it, and I think it changed people's views um, 
about other people, uh, maybe a little bit germaphobic even. But to us, music is the one thing that joins every person. It's food for everybody's soul. And, you know, whether it's a DJ or whether it's, you know, you know the top 40 guy, whatever. Music is what is what feeds us. And I, I think that it affected bands probably more um, because, because, you know, if you're sitting in a room with uh, three guys and, uh, you know, you're singing and you're coughing and burping and doing whatever, you know, I mean, if you don't have the right group of guys there, somebody is going to be thinking about, Hey, you know, this, you know, you know, this guy's going to cough on me or, you know, right. whatever. And there was, there were several bands that I know of that didn't make it through that, you know, just That's to be honest. You know, yeah. I, you know, we're not going to practice tonight because the place where I work has this under COVID, you know, and, and you know, and I'm scared and I'm freaked out. One of our guys, uh, uh, is a psychologist. So he's with people all day long. One uh, taught school. Uh, one worked in a factory. I was a UPS uh, driver. So, you know, all four of us were around people all the time. But it was just one of those things where I guess we just trusted each other to say, hey, man, I don't feel good. Right. You know, and there, there was some of that. Hey, I'm not feeling really good tonight. Okay, you know what? We'll just get practice. Did and, you guys lose uh, any gigs over it? Um, or did things slow down a lot? It was just the atmosphere in general. You just knew that places were just weren't just, they just weren't booking like they booked before, you know, but, um, luckily we played some local places, um, where we played, you know, once every six weeks and, um, man, Raw was just, well, I don't know, maybe Missouri in, in general. It's just kind of got its own little group going on, you know. So I think there were some places that did. But for the most part, I think we just, uh, I don't know, we just kind of muscled our way through it, you know. Nice. And and now we're just, you know, somebody's got a raspy throat or, you like know. Like me right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And I, I've had a cough since COVID and I can't sing like I like I used to and so what did uh Bill say hey you know what we'll just change the key and so we did we dropped it from A to G and it's better wow it you affected know? your singing voice yeah wow yeah. I, you know and that's just that's the beauty of of being with guys who just love music you know whatever it takes we'll figure it out and if we can't figure it out we'll just drop a song we'll learn a new one you know simple as that yeah, it sounds wow. like you guys are incredibly versatile. Um, yeah. I want to touch on if you do. You guys have any CDs out, or, or tell me about like how people can can hear you without going to see you. Obviously, we want them to go see you, but where can we they find yeah. your stuff? Um, we don't have any CDs out just because I'll probably be honest. I don't think that of us is smart enough to get them out, so we're not tech people. <laughs> However. Uh, we got a lot of music on our Facebook page and we do have a actual website and, um, 
And, uh, you know, people can check us out there. Um, man, we need a CD back because every, every live show, someone's like, hey, man, uh, where can we hear that song? Or, you know, where can we get it out? We really need to do Spotify and whatever those other kind of things that people are doing. Don't really know. But we need to be part of it. Um, we just haven't done it. So just to be honest, this year, I don't know how many gigs we've played, but it's been every single weekend and a lot of times, uh, three times a weekend since March. Wow. And it, it has been insanely busy, crazy busy. And uh, this this year, we wouldn't have got nothing put out. I, I promise you, we concentrated on, on just being in front of people, and it's been that way nonstop, man. So it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy busy. And, you know, I think some of that is from uh, COVID where, you know, people got stuck inside for what, a year, you know, year and a half. Right. And all of a sudden the bars are like, hey, man, we got uh, music. And, you know, people are just like, oh, my God, anything to get out. <laughs> the hose you know, has been unkinked. Really We're just going to watch, you know. Right. So. But um, our uh, Facebook page, the spelling is a, is a little bit strange. It's uh, altercation, A-L-T-E-R-K-S-H-O-N. So you can look us up on there. And the actual website is uh, www.alloneworddealtercationband.com. Cool. What kind of gigs do you guys have coming up? Okay. Uh, schedule's looking like... Um, We've got, uh, we've got uh, some Dixon stuff. Uh, we've got some Rollins stuff. We've got some Blake stuff. Uh, we got Lebanon coming up. Um, and we're starting to uh, we're starting to book next year. Um, we kind of waited a little bit late just because uh, the lake is hard to get into, and so um, the girl who does our booking, Tammy, she's she's working on next year for us up out at the lake we've played some really great gigs here we played the encore uh played cj's um gosh i just a lot of places up there um played the blue cat golly i i don't even know uh red oak resort uh 28 shots we just we just played a lot of places um so coming up tour season just about over as all the lake people know so uh, we'll probably get away from the lake and stay more local, you know, with crappy weather coming, roads and right. all that stuff. Um, we've got, uh, let's see, we got uh, Rich's Burgers coming up, got uh, Tater Patch, uh, 28 Shots. Uh, we got the Wild Oaks Resort Campground in Lebanon. Uh, we got the St. James Grape and Fall Festival, which, man, if, if uh, you've got people that like to get out and see like the whole town kind of come together thing. That is a fan, fantastic thing. They got live music the whole weekend. Uh, they've got like a great stomping, uh, competition for the kids. It's, <laughs> it's just fantastic. They shut down the whole town for all the blocks and set up all these street vendors. And, uh, we're going to play some music in the, uh, beer garden there. Uh, that'll be that Thursday night. We're actually, uh, kicking it off. That sounds uh, amazing. Oh, it is fantastic, man. Great time. It is great for kids. Uh, parents can sip on some wine and just check things out. It is it is great, man. It's a good time. Um, we got the piano bar in Herman coming up. And then uh, we're at, oh, uh, New Year's Eve. That's a good one. We're at uh, CJ's Party Plex in Eldon. 
and it's going to be an 80s theme night. Whoa. So if you got some. Wait, wait a some, minute. Uh, Did you say Elden? Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, CJ's Party Plex. I'm going to embarrass myself here, but w- <laughs> where is that? I literally live in Elden. Oh, gosh. Kevin, uh, I wish I knew the name of that road. Uh, coming into Elden. Oh my gosh! From the east side, it's the first major road to the left. I said, th- um, was it an old VFW? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yes, yes. That, wow. yep, that, that is it. They built it, a big campground there. Got a big swimming pool. They, man, that place inside is fantastic. Got a oh. massive stage. Really, I, I don't know how many people that place holds. Probably, I don't know, three, four hundred people. I mean, it's huge. Stage is great. The food is fantastic. The bartenders are great. It is great, man. Great place to be. So super good people there too. But yeah, we're doing uh we're doing an eighties party there. So if you got, you know, parachute pants, leggings, crazy hairdo, aquanet, whatever you got, man, dig it out. Come I need to on. get out more. I can't believe that. Yep. Yep. Me and Zeve, I think we're doing uh, eight to uh, eight to twelve and uh, it'll be an eight till we're done thing. So you know how that is, man. You get having fun and it's just we just stay till we're done. I gotta try so, to find a way to get time. to that. Yeah, it'd be it'll be fun, man. I have no so, excuses. Uh, got... Like I live here. <laughs> yeah, it's it is a really great venue, and she's got it going on, man. So super that great, is lady. so cool. Well, Tony, yep. it's been great to talk to you. It, you guys sound so positive and so fun. And you have a great support system behind you and you're incredibly successful and always busy. And I'm really happy for you guys. And by golly, you taught me something tonight uh, (laughs) that there's a venue in my own town that I wasn't aware of. And uh, so I really appreciate that. (laughs) But uh, everybody check out their Facebook page, Altercation, and the website, The Altercation Band. Dot com is that right yes sir okay I, I didn't want to get that wrong so nope. hey we'll we'll talk again soon i appreciate your time hey man thank you so much for your time take care tony all right yes sir bye-bye <laughs> Take it as it comes
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Missouri Musicians Then and Now podcast. Like us on Facebook and check out our YouTube channel where you can find clips and full-length previous episodes.